Episode 1, The History of Tandrelli Dawnglow. Father, Father, come listen to me play the Sprite Pipes. I've learned a new song. That's very nice, dear. Now put that instrument away and let's never speak of music again. No child of mine is going to be a vagabond, traveling minstrel, or wandering bard. They're rogues and thieves. You will begin your service in the militia as a squire next week. Yes, father. Tandrelli Donglo was once a proud lieutenant in the Quelthalas militia. As her father, Averill, and brother had served, so she did faithfully and honorably. Tandrelli was a good soldier, if not a zealous one, and had developed somewhat a reputation of being ruthless, if not cruel, in combat. It was once said that in a duel with an enemy warrior, rather than strike them down swiftly and mercifully, she severed each limb to watch them bleed out on the battlefield. While many questioned her moral fiber, no one questioned her effectiveness. Some even speculated, were it not for her viciousness and bloodlust, she would have otherwise had the medal of a paladin. While a fierce and deadly warrior in her own right, she lived in the shadow of her cousin, Alaray Donglow, who became the talk of the family dinner discussions. Alaray had excelled so much in her studies of the arcane that she was sent to Dalaran to continue her apprenticing under the skilled and wise watch of the Kirin Tor. Bits and pieces of Alaray's progress trickled back home, hardening Trandrelli's resolve to become the greatest warrior of Eversong since she had no chance to be received by the Blood Knights as a novice paladin. Then came the Third War, and the scourge armies of Prince Arthas descended upon Silvermoon like a plague of locusts, slaughtering defenders and civilians alike. It was during this assault that Tandrelli was charged with an attachment in the Eversong Woods and was ambushed by Scourge minions. None were left alive, including her. Arthas sensed a great spirit in Tandrelli and chose to remake her in Dark Rebirth as a Death Knight. The following several months were a blur of strange memories, the piercing voice of the Lich King constantly in her head, compelling and persuading her to kill and maim. For Tandrelli, it was almost second nature, but there was something wrong with being ordered or commanded to do so, robbing her of the satisfaction. There was a sense of loss of control, too, like a part of her was growing cold and distant with each passing day. Tandy, Tandy, where are you? Word from Raylon's house is that Alaray has come to visit. Wouldn't you like to see your cousin? I, I have studies to do, Mother. Parry, dodge, spin, thrust, that, that kind of stuff. I heard she brought trinkets from Dalaran, and I'm sure she'll have good stories. You've always loved to hear a good tale. I know, but I've got to practice to be better. If I want to advance in rank, I must be more skilled. Oh, Tandy, you have grown so distant lately. The militia is consuming you. Have you played the pipes lately? They've been discarded. I cannot slay the enemies of Silvermoon with pipes. 
The Battle of Light's Hope Chapel was the great awakening for Tandrelli and many others in service to Arthas with the revelation of his willingness to sacrifice them as pawns to get to Tyrian Fordring. She felt once again in control of herself and pledged her services to the Knights of the Ebon Blade. From that day forward, she roamed the countryside, destroying the scourge and forces of Arthas, which eventually led to a final confrontation with the Lich King atop Ice Crown Citadel. Following the death of Arthas began many years of wandering without purpose and without reason. Tandrelli, while regaining her self-determination, had lost almost all the memories of her life, save a few slivers and fragments. Her service to the new Lich King, Bolvar Fordragon, was impeccable and unwavering during that time, but there was still that sense of emptiness and lack of purpose. She chose to return to her homeland and rediscover her past. The reunion was tense and bittersweet. Both father and mother had assumed she was dead, killed with the rest of her detachment. Yet here she was, in the flesh, standing tall in some of the finest plate and seemingly alive. Averil denied her existence while her mother, Aaliyah, panicked and flew into the bedroom, sobbing uncontrollably. Averil told her to leave and never return as she was dishonoring the memory of their fallen daughter. At one time, this would have cut Tandrelli to the bone, but now, now it was simply a statement of fact. Tandrelli had died, and her parents wanted her to remain that way. So, I heard at dinner last night that a fetching priest has caught your eye. Please regale me with more about this Morellian fellow. Oh, Alaray, it is nothing. He is a good friend. He's very talented at mending wounds and bolstering a crushed spirit. Tandy Donglow, do you mean to tell me that if Morellian asked you to attend the Vernal Ball, you would send him away? I, I have no gown, and such garb makes me look fat and unattractive. They certainly would not allow me to attend in my shiniest plate. Then come, my cousin, we shall find you a gown that will enhance your beauty and make all the boys line up for a dance. I will help you find a new you, Tandy. Really? I would like that. Where do we start? With a smile on your lips and a sparkle in your eyes, dear cousin. The end of episode one.